0: Hi, welcome everybody um, to our bi-weekly webinars here at Thrive Lab. My name is Megan Spears. I'm one of the nurse practitioners here at Thrive Lab. I've been with Thrive Lab for about two, over two years now, and I'm joined with Dr. Patel.
1: Hi, this is Dr. Nan Patel. I am the Chief Scientific Officer with Thrive Lab, and I'm very fortunate to be working with a team of successful nurse practitioners and physicians uh, that know more about hormones than all of us combined. So I'm very happy to be here today and uh, discussing today would be a topic on something that is very near and dear to me, which is thyroid health. So uh, let me let me let me start off with it. I mean, when we talk about thyroid, I mean it's it's all over the place. So can we, uh, Megan? Can you just tell me uh, just a briefly what is thyroid? What are the thyroid hormones that we're talking about today?
0: Well, we have quite a few times um, when a patient or client goes to their primary care doctor, their regular doctor, um, they'll typically only check one thyroid hormone. And here at Thrive Lab, you check um, a bunch of different hormones in regards to the thyroid. Um, we look at TSH, T3-free, T4-free, TPO. Um a lot of them um, when we're looking at all of them we need to see a whole picture of what the thyroid's doing and not just one small portion of it
1: absolutely so the most common thing most of the doctors will prescribe is tsh because what they're looking for is the, is the pituitary is the brain function correctly and if that's working okay then you should be fine but it's further <laughs> away from the truth and, and i'm so glad that you you do check all the thyroids because it really makes makes it very unique to identify if even, the, even if the pituitary is functioning okay, is the body responding to the thyroid or not? So having check all the different parameters can really help us hone down on exactly what medications we have, what what the patient's needs are going to be. So yeah. I'm glad we're doing that. <clears throat> yeah.
0: So as a, I was previously a, a primary care provider for 12 to 13 years, and that's what I was taught. I was taught just to check the TSH, but like you said, that's only a small portion of the full function of our thyroid. So we have other levels like the T4 and T3 we want to look at. And oftentimes I tell clients there's a communication that occurs um, between these different hormones. Um, We have an inactive hormone, T4, and an active one of T3. And I explain to my clients more that it's like a traffic cop directing traffic. So that's our T4. Um, and our T3 is gas. Um, and so it's the gas of our engine. It makes us go. It helps with metabolism and energy. And, um, and then sometimes we can ride our brakes. And that those brakes are things like environmental toxins, chemicals, um, prescription medications sometimes can cause us to have brakes on our thyroid. Um, stress, um, stress can cause Um, our thyroid not to sometimes function appropriately. Um, Hormone imbalance, progesterone helps support our thyroid function. Um, And then other things like exercise and diet can also affect our thyroid function. So those things, if we, we don't have those in check, we can be putting the brakes on our thyroid and then we'll need more gas.
1: Of course. So can you, can you tell us, I mean, I'm sure you see patients every single day with these issues. What are some of the common range of issues that these patients are, are, are coming with complaints of?
0: So a lot of times symptoms of low thyroid or thyroid imbalance. So sometimes we have this wide range that we look at when we're looking at our lab values, right? And yeah. a lot Sometimes clients will come to us with their labs already done or we'll check labs and they're like well for instance I was just on with a client she's she's a nurse so she knows how to read lab use kind of and she's like well they're all normal and I said yeah but you're having all these symptoms that tell us that you're having a thyroid imbalance of some sort so thyroid imbalance symptoms can include things like weight gain um, constipation hair loss dry skin and nails fatigue. Um, a lot of different, um, joint pain can be one of them. And so sometimes it seems that our, I don't know about if you've noticed, uh, Dr. Patel, but our, our lab ranges keep getting wider to fit people in.
1: <laughs> Over right? the years. Over yep. the years.
0: And so, um, there's an, an optimal value for everybody within that range. Right. And yep. typically That's it's true. usually on the higher part of the range. Um, and so I tell clients, you know what? You're having all these symptoms, and yes, you're within range, but you may not be optimal for you.
1: And you bring up such a good point. Today, uh, patients are, are so much into their own body, they just don't want to survive. They want to live the life, right? And to live a life, you need to be optimized your body functions. And I'm glad you bring this up because the reason Thrive Lab thrives is because. Patients are requesting us to optimize the overall health, and if we just stay within the range, it is never going to be optimized. We need to push them up towards the higher end of the ranges, where the, the where the patients are actually feeling alive and lively, and less fatigue and more energy, and just overall functioning better. So I'm, you bring a you bring a big point about weight loss because that's another one con- issue we have today in in the whole of America. Uh, and, yes, as much as we want to see if THAR can, uh, can solve this issue for us, it's not just one issue, right? THAR could be just one of the components in the whole grand scheme, but we got to start making sure that everything that we touch, can we optimize those things. So I'm glad that you brought this point because you're right. The ranges uh, are getting wider and wider to catch all. Uh, but the reality is that what we're looking for is a narrow range where people feel the optimum, and that's what we want to look for.
0: Exactly.
1: Okay. So that, that's great. So, what are some of the conditions that that people should look out for if they have, if you think they have if you suspect they have thyroid conditions? Do you know uh, uh,
0: symptoms? You yeah, about- uh,
1: symptoms are some of the conditions that they uh, why they have thyroid problems. Oh, how do they get thyroid problems?
0: Um, like we mentioned before, we could have a poor diet, um, is a genetic component, right? So mom had it, sister had it, um, have thyroid imbalance. There's a small portion of people that can have a genetic component, um, in their family that can contribute. Um, and there can be lack of maybe iodine in the diet or selenium. So there's nutrients that also feed the thyroid to help it function better.
1: You know, you bring a point about iodine. So I remember, you know, growing up uh, back in the eighties. Guess what? Iodine was part of it. was is part of your normal diet, right? We have all the salt, iodized salts available, and now to get a sol- iodized salt is a special thing. Before there was always been iodized salts. Uh, the other thing that, as as a pharmacist and a chemist, I'm, I'm very much particular about my chemistry. And if you look at iodine, iodine bromides and fluorides are in the same sequence on the periodic table. What that means is that if either one of them is out of range, it throws your balance off, off track. Today we have fluoride toothpaste. Everybody uses toothpaste, fluoride toothpaste. If you overuse fluorides, guess what? It displaces iron from your body. And now too much fluoride, even though it's great for, for preventing cavities and good for your health, but it's also affecting your thyroid health, right? Yeah. And, and and back in the 80s, guess what they did? They removed the they removed the items from the bread and replaced it with bromides, which mm-hmm. is the worst thing they can have done in the history of changing. And I, and I still do not know why they changed it, because I could not read the history that far back to understand why someone would make a change like that. But it was changed. And so since then we have deficiency of iodine in our diet because we're not getting them from, from our regular meals. So I'm glad you made the point because uh, again, h- how many patients do you see are having uh, thyroid deficiency or imbalances?
0: It's a good amount of clients. <laughs> it's mostly women. Um, I have had some men with thyroid mm. imbalance um, and it's really, it's an epidemic in the U S and what, what exactly and why that is, um, we don't know, but we can guess, you know, one, environmental toxins and all the plastics and chemicals and all the additives in our foods. It's also like what you said, nutrient imbalance in our food, we're not getting the proper nutrients. And that's not just iodine, it's things like selenium and zinc, and all of those help contribute and help that um, conversion of the T4 to T3 work better.
1: That's true. I mean, uh, the the conversion for T4, as you said earlier, uh, T4 is an inactive form of thyroid. And to make it activate, it has to, your body has to be low, you should be having low on stress and high on magnesium, zinc, iodine, and uh, selenium. If, mm-hmm. if anything is off, right? How many of your patients are stress-free today? I no.
0: have actually. I had one the other day, and oh, she's wow. pretty zen. And I was like, "Okay, that's a new one for me." But she...
1: I mean, so, you probably see at least twenty patients a day, and to see one in a one week is, it's 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 not normal, right?
0: for sure. Yeah. yeah.
1: So yeah, stress is a cause of uh, uh, low thyroid deficiency or things like that. So we talk about T four all the time. Uh, What is T4 and what is T3?
0: So as you mentioned, T4 is our inactive form. Um, And as it loses an iodine molecule, um, it becomes T3, which is the active form. And like I said, you want that active thyroid. So oftentimes um, when we see a provider, um, and I'm guilty of this, I didn't know this until I really started learning thyroid much more in depth was um, I was only prescribing T4. And that is great in some cases, but sometimes we need that active form of T3. And so um, there is prescriptions of T3, T4 combos, like an armor thyroid. um, We make one at Thrive called biothyroid. um, NP thyroid's another one. So T4 and T3 combos, we typically will provide that because we need that, what I call the gas, um, to help the engine run.
1: Absolutely.
0: You just don't need the T4 cause the T4, what it does, like I said, it's a traffic cop. So it kind of just is communicating, which is that conversion that occurs, um, and directing traffic here and there. Um, but the T3 is the gas of the thyroid. So we need a little bit of both. And I'm Absolutely. sure you further on, you know, the pharmaceutical portion of it.
1: Yeah, so so T4 is, the common known is levothyroxine. It's the common generic name for it. Uh, the trade names are Synthroid is a trade name for something that makes T4. And it's been there for uh, decades in, in, in the pharmaceutical industry is making that for us. Uh, the T3 component, which is leothyronine, uh, there's a trade name called cytomel uh, that makes a T3. And and you're right, a thrive we combine them together to optimize patients' output. So that way we're not married to a a, 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 a trade name products. We want to make sure it's right for the patients. And sometimes having a combination of both of them is the right choice. And sometimes giving them one or the others is a better choice. Either way, we do have options available that we can help our patients all the time. So I'm glad that we have multiple options that this one. <clears throat> Uh do you uh, how often do you use a porcine thyroid or the armor thyroid?
0: Um it really depends on the patient, right? Um I like the porcine thyroid as an option um for the combination of T3, T4. Um because it it tends to be more what we call natural mimicking of our what our own thyroid does. Um yep. and so that's when I'll choose you know that
1: um in but it's, it's a set ratio it's a set ratio between the t4 and t3 that's already uh is already present in the nature so it's much easier to to prescribe what's already in the nature and just give it to that then try to recreate the wheel again so to speak right. yes gotcha um, so you just said earlier that you so we have the uh biothyroid uh uh so is that is that the option that is most likely chosen for the patient because of we are only dealing with uh, suboptimal thyroid diseases, or is it or is it all over the place? Okay, uh, again, I'm
0: confused by what you're so, asking. You
1: know, you know, when when we do thyroid replacement therapy, we, mm-hmm. use, thier, we use liver we use levothyroxine, We have all these choices available to you, since we are only dealing with. Uh, sub patient, it means they're not out of range most of the time, they are just not fully optimized. For them, what's the best choice of thyroid replacement for, uh, 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 for those patients?
0: Typically, I like, personally, I like to use armor or a porcine thyroid. Um, however, for instance, I have patients that are already maybe on levothyroxine, levothyroxine, and they need that additional T three, so I might use and they and they've done well on levothyroxine. Their T four looks great, um, but they need that a little additional boost of T three. Oh. I'll say, biothyroid might be a good option because your body's already used to the levothyroxine, and we're just going to tweak it and add that little bit of leothyronine to it.
1: Got it. oh, we could just add the add the T three by itself also, so mm-hmm. you don't have to do a combination either. So either way, the good thing is we have all the choices available for our patients. Uh, and so that's, that's very, very critical. And thyroid is, it's just as a pharmacist, I understand thyroid is measured in micrograms. Like you can not even literally see the powder in your hands and that's a full dose. And so making sure to, to, to correctly dose this patient is very, very critical. And, uh, it requires a special training for the providers, and I'm glad that uh, you're very comfortable with that one because it's, it's not easy to just prescribe medication and it's going to work for you like that, right? It has to be precisely measured. It has to be compiled correctly, made by the pharmaceutical company correctly, and then deliver to the patients in a manner they can take it and use it up uh, without having any side effects. That's So all those things plays into a proper role in making sure thyroid replacement is done correctly. So besides medication, What else can the patients do to make sure thyroids are optimized in in uh, uh, in in the body from the diet or exercise whatever?
0: Yeah, so a lot of things um, we like to focus on at Thrive is also diet and nutrient support, right? Um, Having our a lot of our providers are very well versed in looking at this in the whole picture, right? Because when we want to look at our health, it's not just one avenue where we have to look at the whole, the stress, the diet, all of that, um, and exercise, right? So we talk about things like processed foods and how they can affect um, full of fillers and, and really no nutrients in them, fast food, um, things like energy drinks and stuff. I, I find a lot of clients on energy drinks and and caffeine or cups of coffee all day because they're so fatigued, which is a side effect of the thyroid not functioning correctly, and other hormone imbalance, um, that we discuss those things in regards to diet. So we're looking like, as we mentioned, selenium, iodine, a good thyroid support um, that have those nutrients in it can help. But then we don't want to just give you a supplement. We want to talk to you about what are you eating? um, And what does that look like? Sometimes I have clients that eat a lot of stuff that isn't so healthy for them. But then I have other clients that just don't eat at all during the day. They're like, oh, I have my one meal. That's a problem as well, right? We wanna make sure that you're eating proper nutrients throughout the day and getting protein and veggies and all of that.
1: Absolutely, well, thank you for bringing that point up because as much well as we know about the nutrition, how important that is for thyroid, but nutrition is, is there for overall health. And that brings up a very good point because this is what I, I know this. This you because I know you know this part because the whole endocrine system. If we can put it in a pyramid, guess what? <clears throat> the bottom of the pyramid which is the bulk of the problem that can be solved by 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 any treatment is a stress management, right? Yeah. How do you manage stress? And so, having a proper diet it uh, it it helps reduce the stress down. Having a better job, having a better life, having better spouses it all adds up to stress management. Right above that. Uh, which is another 20-30% of the problem, can be solved by just diet, right? Insulin or nutrition, things like that. So 60 to, 70, 60 to 70% of the problems, guess what, are solved by two things, stress management and proper diet. Next comes thyroid, right? So even though even though we can provide the thyroid medication, guess what? At the end of the day, the patients have the, have something they can do on their own to make sure they can they can help us with having a proper diet, having managed their stress better. Because if they can do those two things, thyroid becomes much more effective in the in, uh, 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 for them.
0: Yes. Mm. So things like green leafy vegetables, um, fish um, can oh, yeah. have iodine. Brazil nuts give us some selenium. We don't selenium. want to Brazil <laughs> nuts, but they're really good and they, they give us some selenium. Um, pumpkin seeds, they're for um, your testosterone but also for supporting your your thyroid as well with some zinc in there. Any other foods you can think of that um, help support thyroid? I function?
1: Kelp, anything, sea, sea, uh, seaweeds, uh, things like that uh, will help increase the iodine content in, in your diet. Uh, zinc is a it's a big thing. Uh, it's it's easier to uh, easier to stop the loss of zinc than to take more zinc supplement. And so, for me, to reduce the zinc usage, you got to reduce your stress down. Because when you're highly stressed, your body consumes a lot of zinc. That's why when you are highly stressed and you get a cold and fever, guess what? There's a zinc lozenges that, that, that sell at the pharmacy that you can pop it in uh, and that can get off your cold. It's not because it's, it helps with the cold, but it helps alleviate the stress that's that's causing this cold in the first place. So absolutely those things. What about alcohol? How do you think alcohol affects your thyroid?
0: Oh, <laughs> alcohol. I love a good cocktail. <laughs> well. But I tell you, overdoing alcohol can severely affect not only our thyroid, but can affect our hormones and our sleep patterns, um, which sleep in itself can affect our thyroid balance. Um, Oftentimes, that's one of the questions I ask when I'm initially seeing a patient and like, how do you sleep? What time do you go to sleep? What time do you wake up? Like, That is definitely a part of the balancing of our hormones and our thyroid, but also something that really affects. And then I I asked, you know, especially men, but women too, do you snore? And they'll say, oh, my wife says I snore. Oh, my husband says I snore. Well, then there might be a sleep disorder that's affecting our sleep as well. So we're looking at the whole picture of things, diet, sleep, um, alcohol, you said, how many cocktails are you having? Are you having them daily? Is it just once a week? That's going to affect our weight. It's going to affect our uh, our our sleep patterns, like I said, and our thyroid function. So oftentimes, um, just you know, I, I'd have patients say, "Oh, my husband and I have a cocktail every night, one or two cocktails." Well, that's going to affect your sleep, which then affects your weight, which then affects your thyroid. It's this cascade effect. So as much as I love a good cocktail now and then, um, it does affect our health greatly.
1: Now, thanks for bringing the point up. alcohol is, I'm, I'm guilty of having this once in a while uh, because who doesn't like a, a good cocktail once in a while? But uh, every time you drink alcohol, it affects your heart rate variability, right? HRV. And one of the common side effects of any thyroid medication is, is, is the changes in your heart uh, rhythm or the heartbeats. And so somebody gets tachycardia, which is racing of the heart too much, if it gets too much of thyroid, Uh, and alcohol can actually change that HRV or the heart rate variability, which will affect the sleep pattern. And so as much as I would would love to have a cup cup of alcohol or a glass of it, anything, all the time, I don't think there's, there's any safe limit of drinking any alcohol at all. Even one drink a week is probably too much. But again, I'm going to piss off a lot of our patients, but you know what? That's okay. I, I'm guilty of having a, a glass of wine once in a while. But uh, as much as I know, I shouldn't be drinking any whatsoever because it does affect overall health, especially thyroid. Uh, and so it's not good for us, but we still do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, and then a lot of cocktails have sugar in them and sugar, we know affects our bodies in a lot of ways. And I've had a couple clients and I said, you know what, cut the nightly cocktail out. Maybe just wait till the weekend, have a cocktail. And just by doing that, we see changes in how they feel and their weight and their sleep and they just feel better. And they come back to me and say, I can't believe that worked. Like I knew it, but I I had to hear it from you. Yeah. And they, they just feel better.
1: True, true. You know what? The 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 newest trend right now is that, uh, that adults drink alcohol, but the kids are on the TikTok. They are on their Facebooks and Instagrams and all these social media platforms. Guess for what? They are all looking for the quick fix, the dopamine hits. Uh, but but more than that, they are what we call them. They are uh, adrenal junkies. There are a lot of adrenaline pumping in, and so what what we are facing is these kids are not able to sleep at night because they they have, they have too much adrenaline. They're tired but wired. Yeah. Guess what? We have adults in the same situation because I personally, my i have i have clients, I have CEOs and 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 patients that are actually all over the world all the time, and there's so much into the business that they forget to sleep at night. You think that they have all the money in the world, they should be able to sleep. Right? But they don't because they're always this 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 constant dopamine hit they need to to build to make them feel they're important and what they're doing is they are they're pumping up the adrenals in the body. Did you know by the way what we do for those patients is that we give them thyroid bedtime to to reduce the adrenal load down so they can sleep better. Yeah, I, mean,
0: you did that. Yeah. I had a right? and then I was like, Oh and then I started utilizing that with clients and it really helped them with their cortisol and their sleep.
1: So it's not for everybody, but you, you'll find those one or two patients here and there that uh, that we use thyroid for above and beyond just replacing thyroid to help them get an overall health and well being. So at the end of the day, what we are doing we, we're using medication to the fullest extent to address the cons- common concerns, but not treating just the symptoms. So,
0: lots to address when it comes to balancing the body um thyroid hormones play a huge part um you know if if we have um for women if our progesterone is imbalanced which i see so often um that can cause thyroid imbalance as well um and vice versa so it's they everything kind of interplays with each other um to you know balance and i i tell my clients a lot of times it's think of lady justice and the scales, right? You don't want too much on one side and too little on the other. It, it's this fine balance to get the scales balanced, right? And and the same goes for your body.
1: That is so true. That is so true. Thanks for bringing it up. Bringing it up because uh, what you're saying all this time is basically is that it's not just one hormone, it's your whole body. You cannot just take the medication and do whatever you want to do, or you you cannot have a perfect healthy diet and not assume that everything is going to be okay. Everything has to fall in places. Uh, and I'm glad that you, I, this is not a, I'm assuming this is, this is very fulfilling for you seeing patients life turn in front of your eyes and oh, yeah. give them the option that, Hey, this thing is, uh, is, is working for you now.
0: Yeah. That's why I, I, I was so burnt out in doing primary care because I felt like all I was doing was writing a pill for an ill, right? And now I feel so much more fulfilled because I'm looking at the whole picture and saying, mm, um, there's different things that can affect the body. Um, and so a lot of times we get a question, of, you know, can I take hormones at the same time as thyroid medications? Um, how does that work? Yeah, absolutely. You can take Do both at the same time. We use bioidentical hormones at Thrive Lab. Um, And sometimes, you know, it may not be that you have both things going on. You may have one thing. I just met with a client and um, we got her thyroid or we got her um, hormone labs back. And I said, guess what? Your hormones look great. You have some nutrients that are imbalanced. Um, and there were some other environmental factors we talked about. So we're mm-hmm. really here at Thrive Lab. It's not just we want to do one thing and we're tunnel focused, you know, tunnel vision. We're looking at the whole and trying to figure out, you know, why are you having these symptoms and could it be this or that and kind of being investigators of health.
1: Well, I'm glad you are on that side of, of investigating. and. Because- <laughs> patients, a lot of required knowledge, and I'm glad that you are passing your knowledge to the rest of our audience. So that's really, really good. So thank you for doing that. So sure. anything else you want to discuss today that you want to talk about for thyroid health?
0: I don't think so. How about yourself?
1: Well, I feel good that I think we have covered a lot of information. We talked about different types of thyroids. We talked about uh, what, what, are the, what are the symptoms that cause because of thyroid imbalances. We talked about how do you prescribe them? Is it the only solution? Probably not. For sure not. It's it's a whole, uh, it's, it touches every single thing. We give them options of what they can do to improve their own thyroid health by eating the right types of fruits and vegetables uh, and how they can manage stress because stress affects thyroid all day long. Uh, it's easier said, right? Stress affects everything. But, you know, it's, it's always good to let them know because it's never enough to let everybody know that. Stress is the ultimate killer for all human beings. It it shows up in one shape, form of another. So thank you for doing that. appreciate that.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: All right. Uh, Thank you very much. This is, again, this is Dr. Ned Patel, Chief Scientific Officer at Thrive Lab, and I'm glad you're here today with us.
0: Thank you. I hope you have a great day, and thank you for uh, joining us.
1: Thank you.